everyone, and welcome back to Wills and Trusts for Gens X and Y, where we demystify and discuss California wills, trusts, and probate issues in plain English. I'm Christy Assel, a Los Angeles-based attorney with wills and trust clients all over California. Today, we'll be talking about probate. Let's get started. Probate is the process by which a court oversees the distribution of a deceased person's assets. Whether a probate petition needs to be filed will depend upon the value of the deceased person's estate and whether they had a trust. If the deceased person had a good, and I say good, meaning drafted by an estate planning attorney, funded trust, probate is not going to be necessary. However, if the estate value is a above the statutory limit of $166,250, then a probate action must be filed. Now, when I say value, I do not mean the net value. I mean the gross value. In determining value for purposes of whether a probate petition needs to be filed, the court does not take into account um, mortgage. They're looking solely at the fair market value. If the value is under the threshold limit, probate may not be needed at all. And even if it is, a shorter proceeding may be available. You should definitely consult with an attorney to help you determine the best course of action. Now, clients always ask, how long is this going to take and how much is this going to cost me? Well, the process takes around 12 to 18 months, and the costs will include any uh, court filing fees, publication fees, and appraisal fees. In addition, there are executor and attorney's fees, which are set by statute and not paid until the end of the case. By way of example, for a million-dollar estate, and remember this value is based upon the gross value, not the net value, the executor and attorney split around $46,000 in fees. And again, remember, the payout is not for the attorney and the executor is not until the end of the case. Um, on my website, uh, lawyercma.com, in the probate section, you will see a probate administration roadmap, which will help you to um, kind of visualize the steps I'm about to go over with you. Um, so you might want to review that uh, while listening to this. The first step in the probate process is to file a petition with the appropriate court. This is typically done in the county where the deceased person lived. The petition will ask the court to appoint an executor or personal representative who will be responsible for managing the estate. The court will also schedule a hearing to review the petition and any objections that may be raised. Hopefully at the end of the hearing, you will walk away with letters, which I consider to be the gate openers. Letters are... um, basically an order from the court, right? With those letters in hand, you take responsibility for the estate administration and are free to contact banks and other account holders. Prior to those letters, you cannot do much in the way of investigating the deceased person's assets and liabilities because account custodians simply are not going to share information with you. In addition, the letters allow you to take control of the assets and eventually distribute and disperse them. It's important to note that there are some different types of probate proceedings depending on the value and complexity of the estate, as I just mentioned. Small estates may be eligible for a simplified process, which can be faster and less expensive. A probate attorney, again, can help you determine the best course of action for your specific situation. Once the executor or personal representative has been appointed, they will be responsible for gathering and inventorying all the deceased person's assets. This includes real estate, bank accounts, investments, and personal property. The assets will need to be appraised by a professional to determine their fair market value. The information will be used to determine the value of the estate and to prepare tax returns. 
It's important to know that some assets may be exempt from the probate process, such as property held in joint tenancy, life insurance policies when they have designated living beneficiaries and retirement accounts with designated living beneficiaries. These assets will pass directly to the designated beneficiaries outside the probate action. At this time, the executor needs to give notice to any known creditors that there is a probate action pending to administer the deceased person's assets. If any creditors then step forward and make a claim, the personal representative can accept, reject, or partially accept, partially reject the claim within 30 days of receiving the creditor claim. If the claim is rejected, the creditor has an additional 90 days to file a lawsuit against the estate to recover the alleged claim. After all the assets have been identified and valued, the executor or personal representative will need to pay any debts owed by the deceased person, including taxes, funeral expenses, and outstanding bills. Once all the debts have been paid, the remaining assets can be distributed to the heirs named in the will or to the deceased person heirs at law if there is no will. Probate can be very complex and time-consuming, but it is necessary to ensure that a deceased person's assets are distributed according to their wishes. By understanding the process involved, you can better be prepared to navigate the process and ensure that your loved one's estate is handled properly. If you have any questions or need assistance with the probate process, please contact me. Again, I'm in Los Angeles, but handle probate actions throughout the state. You can call my office at 818-248-2183 or book an appointment online at my website, lawyercma.com.